Good evening, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast uh, with your hosts, Yolanda and Vanessa. This afternoon, we have a guest that's coming to you and with over 30 years of experience. He is a sought-after spiritual teacher, personal transformation coach, leader in the Voice of Breathe Work community, sharing the mic with us to drop a few nuggets on relationship and his new book, Awakening the Soul of Power, Christian Day de Huerta. I knew I was going to mess it up. Oh, there you go. You got it great. Good evening, Christian. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, uh, Yolanda and Vanessa. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. Oh, you're welcome. Um, for, For those of you that are joining and listening, I want to drop this little piece in there before we even start um, talking about relationships. Christian has written a book, as I said, called Awakening the Soul of Power. And this book here is very powerful. Um, Women, I highly, highly recommend um, if you are thinking about going into a relationship, in a relationship, coming out of a relationship, whether it be with a boyfriend, a significant other, or a husband, a lot of times in men as well, when you're going through a relationship, you have that emotional roller coaster. When you're in that separation period, going from an actual separation into a divorce, um, Christian's book is one that will help you find yourself It's relocating you that is within. It will also guide and direct you on why am I feeling the way that I am, but also how to heal and how to move forward, how to be able to take the experiences that we have had in life, being able to find out where did they even start from? Where did they generate from? And so in doing that, we have the privilege of having him with us for a few short brief moments um, to talk about relationship and to hit on some of the ideas and the topics that he brings forth in his book. So Christian, um, I know many times in relationships, like I say, there's always a person who is more dominant than the other. And in many relationships and marriages, it's not always the man. And issues of that power struggle, struggle, you know, to have the power and abuse power, but how can we address and balance out these issues? Second part of this question I want to ask you, since um, we're dealing with the relationship, what kind of leadership do we want or should we really call it leadership when it comes to relationship? Yeah, thank you, Yolanda. Thank you for that beautiful way to present the book, like in, in a deep way um, and practical way, because we all struggle with, with issues around power. Um, so let's let's start with that. You know, why do we have an ambivalent or conflicted relationship to power? Part of us wants it, part of us is afraid of it. And you know, the more that I dive into this work and I work with people in, in couples and in relationships and individuals too around this issue, I think what we fear is that if we really stepped into all of who we are, if we really stepped into our power, 
that other people wouldn't be able to handle it and that we might end up rejected and alone. And who wants that? Um, I think we also fear that we might abuse it. And no wonder. Oh, yeah. How many abuses of power have we witnessed um, in our lifetimes? And all we got to do any given day is turn on the news or or glance through the headlines in the morning to to experience at least, to witness at least one abuse of power. Um, And then on top of that, we've been conditioned to believe that power is a bad thing, that power is a negative thing, with quotes like power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. And who wants to be corrupted? And what good part, what good-hearted person wants to be corrupted or wants to abuse? And so what they didn't tell us about that quote, though, is that Lord Acton, who said that, was speaking specifically about political power, not personal power and interpersonal power, which is what we're talking about, and which is what applies to our lives and to our relationships the most. And so when you add to that whole mix, the fact that we've also been conditioned to believe that the emotions are weakness, especially guys, you know, since we were kids, we were told little boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, we didn't, we, we didn't question that. What, what's, what's up with that? Why don't little boys cry? Is it because only little girls cry? Is it because the feminine is weakness? It's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. wait a minute, like a lot of faulty assumptions there. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, to assume that the feminine is weakness is t- totally wrong. If you want to talk power, you want to talk courage, you want to talk strength, let's talk, let's talk about the power of creation that lies in a, in a female body. Um, and then in, as far as the emotions, it's like, wait a minute, the emotions aren't strength, they're not weakness, they're not good, they're not bad, they're just energy. Like everything else in creation, it's just energy. How we express our emotions, depending on how we express them, they have a good or a not so good effect. Um, And so when you put all that into a mix, what happens is that we give away our power. We sell out on our innate, inherent power that nobody can give to us. Nobody can take away. We are the only ones who give it away. And the sad part, as you know, is that we give it away for kind of lame reasons. We say yes when inside we feel no for an illusion of security. Uh, for, for fear of rejection, for a false sense of acceptance. We, we stuff ourselves into small little packages so as not to rock the boat too much because we're terrified of, of conflict. And, and we end up selling out on ourselves. And so the, the purpose of this book is to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a way that we can step into power that doesn't have to be about hierarchy and control and fear and force that doesn't require that we push anybody down, step on them, put our knee to their neck Mm -hmm. in order for us to feel powerful. There's a different way to do it. And that's what the book is about. It's a very powerful book. I just, well done. Coming from a man. Like I said, I can't say it enough. Well done. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, you know, and, and it's for everybody because everybody struggles with power, but it has a particular message for women. And that comes from, from my belief. And I would say, Yolanda, I would say it's my conviction that the empowerment of women is the single most important thing that needs to happen in this world. It's not to idealize women. It's not to put women up on a pedestal. Women also abuse power. Um, it's also not to give women more crap that they have to clean up in this world. Um, It's because as a world, as a species, we've been running so off balance, so off kilter between the masculine and the feminine energies. And and we just can't, it's not sustainable anymore. We can't go on this way. Uh, Because when women are in 50% of power, uh, we're gonna have a very different relationship to war, 
and poverty and hunger and social justice and distribution of wealth, education, how we treat the environment to all of it. So to me, it's, it's strategic thinking. What is the one thing that we can do that then is gonna impact everything else? It's the empowerment of women. So true. With um, the abuse of power and it leading to unhealthy relationships and impacting um, a person both physically and mentally, how do we remain calm and centered when challenged in these critical times and our immune system and everything else going down? How do we remain calm? Yeah, that's a beautiful question, Vanessa. Thank you. It's a, I mean, the first step is the first step is self-awareness because it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to do what you're talking about. How do we remain centered when mm -hmm. the world is kind of falling apart around us? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when, so how do, how do we maintain center? And, you know, I've lived a lot, I'm from the Caribbean. Um, I was born in Cuba, I've lived in Miami along for periods in my life. Um, and so that image of a storm, of a hurricane is very real for us down here. Um, and so the eye of the storm, right? That's what we're going for. It's like, how can we maintain center? And we allow all the stuff, all, this, all the stuff that's happening in the world. How do we allow other people's thoughts, their judgments, their expectations, what they think we should do with our lives and all that kind of stuff. How do we just allow it to float, to circle around us while we stay centered and we, don't, we choose when to engage and when not to engage? Right? That's maintaining our power rather than being reacted, reactive and giving away our power to other people and, and to societal conditioning and to what other people think and what they believe. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. It begins with self-awareness because the problem is that sometimes we're going through life. We don't even know why we do the things we do. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even we haven't questioned why we believe the things we do. We, don't, we haven't spent time figuring out why certain things trigger us why certain behaviors like get our goat and others don't. Mm -hmm. um, and we haven't figured out why we get stuck in these relationship patterns that sometimes feel like we're in the same old boring movie. Mm -hmm. It's just a different actor, a different co-lead, but it's the same boring stuff coming up, the same arguments, the same patterns. At some point, we got to get real. And we got to look inside and say, wait a minute, there is one common denominator in every one of those relationships, in every one of those arguments, and that's right here. Right? That's us. So why do we do the things we do? Why do we attract certain people and certain behaviors and certain patterns into our life? And so it works. It takes work to, to figure the stuff out, but it's so worthwhile because what, what, what the reward is for doing that kind of work, for going within and understanding ourselves and, and having the courage to face our inner demons and to remember stuff, to look at our past, to remember stuff that's not fun or pleasant to remember, the reward for it is freedom. Like we get to be who we are, um, no matter what anybody else thinks. Um, and in every situation, and we don't ever have to give our power again. And um, so it begins with that, understanding ourselves, understanding the, the mind, why we do the things we do. Um, and and I, walk the, I walk the reader by the book, by, by the hand in this book, yeah, so that do. they understand the, the mind and what makes us do the things we do. Yeah. Um, and then understanding the difference between powers, you know, why that we part of the reason that we get confused and stuck with power, with issues around power is that there's different types. And we haven't, this hasn't been explained to us. So for example, 
I talk about worldly power or ego power, you know, the way that the world relates to power. And who do we think? What do we think when we think of people who are powerful, right? People who have money, people who are famous, people who are some, some kind of leadership role with some kind of hierarchy, whether it's the corporate ladder or political system or religious institution. Uh, but the thing about it, all those kinds of powers that they are outside of us, they're external. So that means they're, they're trickle. It could be here today, gone tomorrow. That worldly kind of power also ha always has an agenda. It's always trying to prove something, how, how, how strong it is or how much fill in the blank it is. Um, whereas the other kind of power, and it's always trying to get something for itself. Whereas the other kind of power that I call spiritual power or soulful power, it's inside each and every one of us. And again, nobody can give that to us. Nobody can take it away. It's, it's instead of being about self, about having an agenda of selfishness, it's about self, about service, about making a difference in the world and other human lives from a place of empowerment, not from a doormat kind of way. Um, and it's humble. Like it knows, it, it knows who it is, right? It knows what it is. It doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. So think about a Gandhi or again, Dolph, if you're into Lord of the Rings, um, you know, Gandhi, in their simple monastic robes, their, their sandal feet, you would never know how much power they hold until it's needed, right. until it's necessary, yes. and then get out of the way. Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees without, when it was at its highest point ever in terms of global influence, without ever shooting a gun or landing a punch. Mm. That's powerful. And by the way, that's the same kind of power that Dr. King used as well, that the power of nonviolence. That's true. Thank you. Thank you so much on that. And I want to go back to, um, we were talking about our, our feelings and I know that I've had this experience and I know many who are listening and watching have had this happen to them as well, where they give in and they say yes, when they really feel like they should be saying no. How do we as women and men overcome that pitfall? Well, again, it begins with self-awareness, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> you know, first of all, we have to know the patterns. Like, why, why do we do those things? Like, what are we afraid might happen if we really said no, right? If we really had clear boundaries mm -hmm. and if we really knew what worked for us and what didn't work for us. Because what happens is that we become, because we're afraid of conflict and because of all the reasons we we're talking about, we end up overriding our beliefs, our, our desires, our preferences, our dreams, for the sake of keeping that illusion of, of peace. And, and that's not a good strategy because what happens is we end up selling out on ourselves and, and our lives go by. And then that turns into resentment mm. um, and frustration because we are selling out on ourselves. We are selling out on our power. Like we said, we're the only ones who can give it away. So at that point, that frustration turns inward. And we start having conflicts with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and so... The first step is understanding, again, why we do it and what are the patterns. So for example, like beginning to, and we, and again, it takes work. We have to observe ourselves. We have to figure out why we do the things we do. So as we go through life, beginning to understand like, all right, when do I give my power away? When do I say yes, when inside I really mean no? Is it, for example, in romantic, intimate, sexual relationships? Is that my pattern? Or is it perhaps with authority figures? parental figures, bosses, 
uh, spiritual leaders, religious leaders, you know, coaches, that type of thing. Uh, so that by beginning to do that, observing ourselves, we begin to understand the patterns. Because until we do that, until we see the pattern and understand the pattern, we can't do anything about that. We can't do anything about what we can't see. So the first step is always going to be seeing. And that takes the willingness to go within and look at ourselves, which is not easy. So how do we transform, you know, our relationship to power and how can we stop cheating ourselves from selling out ourselves and our self power that we now no longer have in a relationship? Yeah, great, great question. Um, right. So this, this, the steps are self-awareness, which then makes self-acceptance possible. And we all struggle with this kind of stuff, with, with self-esteem issues. So self-awareness leads to self-acceptance, which then leads to self-love, which is the only thing that's going to make us happy. And I hope that everybody listening to this or watching this has lived long enough to know that there is no amount of money or of travel or sex or that there isn't or power, that there isn't any enough stuff out there that's going to make us happy. Um, there just isn't, and that there isn't anybody out there that's going to make us happy, and it's not their job to. But if that's how we are approaching a relationship, you are going to make me happy? It's like, yikes, forget it. Like, what a responsibility to put on somebody else. It's not their job. Only we can make ourselves happy. Uh, so once we begin to understand things like that and understand the patterns, what triggers us, um, which is really important because, say, for example, say the three of us, um, which none of this is true because we don't know each other. We ju we're just meeting today. But say that um, on Tuesdays, uh, Yolanda and I have uh, an ongoing lunch. And then Vanessa and Yolanda have lunch on Wednesdays. And let's say that Yolanda always shows up late, 20 minutes late. And here I am, it's like, oh my God, she is so selfish and she is so not respecting my time. She only cares about her time and her schedule. Um, and, and, you know, and all the stuff, all the stories and all the stuff that we tell ourselves. And then because we hate conflict, Yolanda gets her 20 minutes later and we put on a fake smile, but until that resentment starts like dripping out the side of our mouth with a, 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 a pseudo joke, you know, like cracking a joke or something, but loaded, like a loaded joke. So but let's say that, that, that like an equally possible response to, to the lateness is like, there's Vanessa on Wednesdays. Oh my God, great. She's late. I have 20 minutes. Let me let me return the phone call. Let me let me check my my email. Yeah. There, let me let me glance through the headlines. There's so many possible responses to yeah. lateness. Why does it get me so much? Why does it upset me so much? Yeah. Right? Because and then so that too takes work. Like figuring out why why things trigger us. Uh, but if we do the work, then we're free. Because if Yolanda gets my goat showing up late then anybody in my life who shows up late is going to get my goat. It's my goat, right? And it doesn't excuse the lateness. That's a whole other conversation, a whole other discussion. But the fact that it gets to me, it's my problem. Uh, so I have to figure this out. Otherwise, I'm going to be in the, in the hands and giving my way, my power to anybody who's late. So then I might do the work might be something like, all right, well, let me figure this out. Because this is not just when Yolanda's late. It's when anybody shows up late. So it's not about Yolanda, really. And then if I zoom out even further and look at this a little bit more closely, um, it's when anybody, like when somebody cuts me off in traffic or they cut me off in conversation, it kind of has the same effect. The same feelings come up. Mm -hmm. So what, 
what is that, right? Because a lot of the stuff is happening even subconsciously. So first step is getting clear about it, understanding, all right, so what am I feeling? Because it's a similar feeling. What am I feeling? I'm feeling disrespected, not valued. I'm feeling not, not taken care of, unseen, right? Oh, if I start looking at it from that perspective, it's way, that's been in me way older than my lunches with, with Yolanda. So it's my wound that I haven't taken care of that at some point in my life, I interpreted somebody's words or somebody's behavior as that there was that I wasn't worthy of love, that I wasn't worthy of respect. And that's the wound that's being triggered in me now. And, and so in my willingness to do that work, I can, get, I can get to that truth and then I can do whatever work I need to do to heal that wound so that anybody can show up late and nothing happens, right? That's what we're going for. Anybody can say anything to us and, and it doesn't hurt because we, we heal that button in us. That's when we react to something that somebody says. And again, it doesn't excuse whatever they said. Whole other conversation um, about why we, we get into those discussions and those power struggles and those relationships that are not honoring of us. But the fact that, that it hurts us, the fact that we put up with it, that's here. That's this responsibility for each one of us. So if once we're able to do that work and to see those patterns, then we can do something about it and we can free ourselves and step into our power. Wow. So true. How, how can we, um, for those of us that are listening and watching, get a hold of your wonderful book? Thank you. The book is available wherever books are sold. So you can order it at your local bookstore. If you want to support them, uh, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and in terms of, of reaching me, um, probably the best way is my website, which is soulfulpower.com, S-O-U-L-F-U-L-P-O-W-E-R.com. And for anybody who goes to soulfulpower.com and gets on my email list, and we all know how, how easy it is to click unsubscribe down the road if it doesn't work for you, but anybody who gets on my email list will send them a sample chapter of the book, will send them some power practices that are designed to like integrate, to apply these teachings to our lives so that they don't stay at the level of information. We don't need more information. We've got information overload. What we need is transformation. And that comes from really taking on the teachings and applying them to our lives. And then we'll send them um, a guided meditation on a short teaching that I did about trust. So, which I created in the, in the middle of the worst time of the pandemic. Uh, as a way to help us find that, that place of center, that eye of the storm um, in the midst of this time of, of chaos and confusion and, and uncertainty. How do we move into trust? Kristen, it's been a honor and a pleasure having you with us today. And I hope that this knowledge has helped somebody somewhere. I hope so too. Thank you so much, Vanessa. And thank you, Yolanda. Thank you both for having me on the show. And thank you for, for having the show. I know that because you were willing to do that, many, many lives are being uh, touched and impacted and helped. So, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you who are watching and listening, please don't forget to check out our social media outlets. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on our special guests or great topics. And we want to thank you for tuning in.